Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. All right, uh, when you think of January, what holidays do you think of? My birthday. Rachel's birthday is in January, <laughs> yes. Her birthday. Donna's birthday. New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, right? Martin Luther King Jr. Day, right? We've got Epiphany in there too. So we've got some of these big, well-known holidays. There are also some unofficial holidays in January too. Like for example, January 7th is No Pants Subway Ride Day, (laughs) which is just as ridiculous as it sounds. A comedy group called Improv Everywhere decided not to wear pants on the subway one day in 2002, and then it just caught on, and now it's a thing. Whatever. January 18th is Winnie the Pooh Day, because that was the birthday of Winnie the Pooh creator A.A. Milne. So that one makes sense. January 23 is apparently... National Measure Your Feet Day. Because I don't know why. Something about she said, I don't know who came up with that one. Somebody obsessed with feet. I thought that January 23rd should be Sesame Street Day. You know, one, two, three, Sesame Street. Right, that one makes more sense. There is one other unofficial holiday in January that seems to be getting more attention. It falls on the second Friday of the month. So maybe you heard about it. This one just passed. It's called National Quitters Day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Somebody's heard about it. According to Strava, which is a social network for athletes, Most people quit their New Year's resolutions by the second Friday in January. So how about you? How are you doing on your resolutions? Giving up on yours yet? Or you never make them in the first place, right? Sometimes we start the year with these great intentions. I'm going to eat right. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to save more money. Whatever it is. But then in less than two weeks, we say, forget it, right? I quit. We keep eating the junk food, we keep sitting on the couch, and we keep spending more money than we should. But if you think about it, our culture has a really weird relationship with quitting. On the one hand, we have little proverbs like, winners never quit and quitters never win. We talk about pushing through all the challenges in life. We try to set a good example for people who might be watching us. Okay, great, right? That's all well and good. But on the other hand, sometimes we encourage quitting. Think about quitting bad habits, like smoking. Right? There are patches and gums and all sorts of things to help people quit smoking. So that means Quitting by itself isn't good or bad. It's more about what you're trying to quit. 
Well, what would you say if I told you that Jesus wants us to quit? We hear it in today's gospel. So far in the gospel of Mark, and maybe you know this already if you've been reading through Mark, we've heard about John the Baptist, Jesus' baptism, and Jesus' temptation out in the wilderness. Now Jesus is beginning his public ministry. And the first thing he says is this. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. It's one sentence. But there are a few really important details. First, Jesus says that the kingdom of God has come near. It's not somewhere far off. It's at hand. It's palpable. It's in our midst. Hmm. Based on the Gospel of Mark, let's think. What just showed up? What is in our midst now that wasn't here before? Uh, Jesus. Jesus is the embodiment of the kingdom of God. He is the prime example of what it looks like when you live your life showing that God is in charge. And now he's calling others to do the same thing. That's why the second thing to notice is his call to repent. Now, most of the time when we think of repentance, we think it means Uh, feeling regret for some bad decision you made and then promising never ever to do that thing ever again. But repentance is more than that. Right? Yes, it's it's a change in behavior, but it's also a change in mind. Think about those New Year's resolutions again. Right? People make resolutions because they've decided to change their mind. In their mind, they say they're going to eat right, or exercise, or save money. But then the actions don't always follow through. Both the thought and the action are important. Right? You wouldn't change your behavior unless you had the idea that you wanted to change. But on the other hand, sometimes you need to act your way into a new way of thinking. Like, if you're a couch potato, don't kid yourself by saying, I'm going to enjoy exercising. No, you're not. At least not right away. Instead, you make yourself exercise. You do the thing. And then maybe later you realize, hey, I kind of enjoy this. The initial thought about exercising is still there. You have the desire for the change, but sometimes you just have to make yourself do the thing to change your mind. By choosing to do the thing, you are also choosing to quit this other thing. Like by choosing to exercise, you are choosing to quit being a couch potato. That's what repentance is about. 
Repentance is about doing a spiritual U-turn. It's about deciding to quit going in one direction in order to go in a different direction. You quit going away from the good in order to pursue the good. Then the third thing to notice is the reason why people need to quit. Believe in the good news, Jesus says. Our world is full of horrible news. From what we see on TV to what we read on social media to what you hear from friends. You know how the news brings you down. And you've got all those negative voices in your head. You know what they keep telling you. Jesus calls us to quit listening to those voices and instead believe the good news. And I know sometimes that's easier said than done, but it's not impossible. Like eating right or exercising or not spending too much money. Jesus calls us to quit listening to the voices of sin, death, and the devil, and instead listen to him. Now, that doesn't mean we ignore the problems of the world. Instead, it means that we quit letting them have control over our lives. We make a U-turn away from evil and follow Jesus instead. We let him have control. And that leads directly into Jesus' calling of these fishermen. Now, I must admit I've got kind of mixed responses to this scene. On the one hand, I admire these fishermen. They dropped what they were doing and immediately followed Jesus. No questions asked. That's faith, right? That is dutiful obedience to Jesus. They didn't know where he was taking them or what he wanted them to do, but they still went. That's awesome. But on the other hand, this seems completely ridiculous. In a very practical sense, how in the world could these guys just abandon ship like that? Literally and metaphorically. Right? They had responsibilities. They had people counting on them. They shouldn't just leave things behind and expect others like Zebedee to pick up all the slack. They're quitting the fishing business to follow Jesus, but that seems like an irresponsible kind of quit. It's like announcing to your boss, I quit when you have no other means to pay your bills. So yes, we admire these fishermen in a spiritual kind of way, but in a practical way, what they, see, what they did seems really dumb. Today, we can't just leave our families and our jobs and set off on some adventure with Jesus to God knows where, but they did. So to make sense of this call story, we need to remember what Jesus said right before it. 
Jesus was calling them to repent. And remember, repentance doesn't always mean regret for a bad decision. It means a change of mind and a change of behavior. It means making that U-turn to go in a different direction. These fishermen heard Jesus' call and are now going in his direction. He has called them into a new kind of life. And notice that these fishermen didn't really completely leave everything behind. In just nine more verses, they will be at Simon's mother-in-law's house for Jesus to heal her. If Simon had really left everything behind, including his family, then he wouldn't have bothered to bring Jesus to see her. Later, they will be back on this same lake when Jesus walks on the water and when he stills the storm. So these guys have not left their families in the water behind. Instead, what they've left behind, what they've quit, is thinking that they are the ones in charge of their lives. Now they see that Jesus is the one in charge. They've quit thinking that all they were good for was fishing. Now they see that Jesus will make them fish for people. They see Jesus. They see the kingdom of God at hand. They see the good news right in front of them, and they can't help but follow. Now, yes, the big, powerful, important people in places like Jerusalem and Rome, they could follow him too. But by calling everyday people, Jesus says that everyday people have an important role in what he's doing. Think about these fishermen. Jesus calls them to use the gifts and skills that they already have, but now for a different purpose. As disciples, they will need to work together. They will need to be dedicated, be patient. They will need to know that they won't see results right away. They will have to keep going all of which are qualities fishermen have, too. Jesus called them to quit and to follow. And in the same way, Jesus calls you to quit and to follow. Jesus knows that you already have the gifts and skills for the life of discipleship. You already have the ability to share his good news with others. You already can let him be in charge of your life. You already can make that U-turn and follow him. So Jesus called these fishermen. And he calls you and me 
to quit. Quit thinking that we know what's best. Quit thinking that we don't have much to offer this world. Quit listening to the voices of sin, death, and the devil. Instead, Jesus calls us to repent and believe in the good news. The good news which says that he is the Messiah in our midst. That he is the one who brings the kingdom of God. That he is the one who can use us to share his love with others. The second Friday in January may be National Quitters Day. But every day is a day we can follow Jesus. So how's that for a New Year's resolution? In the name of this one who calls all of us to follow, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.